0: The Daniel White Show is proudly sponsored by Hybrew Coffee. And when we say we're proud, we're really, really proud. Because not only does High Brew Coffee specialize in cold brew that's less bitter and has more antioxidants, twice the caffeine, and lower sugar than your average cup of joe, every can you purchase helps support families that make the coffee industry possible. That means giving back to 3,600 members across 65,000 acres of Colombian coffee farms to help them achieve greater profitability with less environmental impact on the planet. So, don't just drink cold brew, drink high brew. Go to www.highbrewcoffee.com, use promo code DWBREW20 for 20% off your order of a 12-pack and get cold brew that doesn't taste better, but does better. should directly to your door. All right, we'll check one more, one more time. Check one, two, three, four. Check, 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 check. One, two, three, to one, two, three. Intimately close with the mics, you know what All I'm right. saying? Why is your so high up? I don't know how, but this <laughs> I thought this. I thought this is, I thought this is where the stand was. I'm out here just straining my neck for this stand. Okay, there we go. I'm an idiot. It's just
1: like a normal mic stand, you
0: know. You just gotta... I'm keeping this all recording too for the intro. I'm an idiot. <laughs> welcome to another episode of daniel white show today we have uh one of the best people in the world (laughs) darren with a p because he's straight to the point (laughs) darren with a p oh what's up brother how you doing
1: chilling man good
0: yes i feel like we had such a insane conversation before i got here of all his music and all that stuff he's getting ready to go crazy and i'm happy that i'm uh, i'm in your presence brother it's funny when i started this segment of when i started the daniel white show obviously i do musicians on here and not free pizza you were one of the first people that i thought of that was like i have to get at the time dante's well you know whatever you but i (laughs) I had to get darren on here and here we are so let's do this thing bro Yeah, it's been a long time coming yes it has and i wish i'm trying to think how how we connected i Obviously, it was, uh, I saw you at FuzzFest. This is forever ago, but I feel like I, yeah, I knew. Yeah, before. Yeah, I knew of you way before that. Was it Lauren? Uh, no, no. Lauren, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't Lauren. You know what, Lauren? Um,
1: Photographer.
0: Lauren Quinn. Yeah. It wasn't Lauren Quinn. I knew you before that. But shout out to Lauren Quinn. Um, Man, this is crazy. I can't actually yeah, remember. Yeah, it was back in probably 2013-ish, around that time. Because it- Amplifier was a thing, and yeah. Oh, man, yeah. yeah I can not I, I can't, can't pinpoint the exact weird. time, but we know each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout for a out while. To, yeah, for a very long time. So this is very special. But yeah, um, obviously multi-talented musician. I was typing questions out like a couple of hours ago, and I was like, I ah, you do so many things, and <laughs> I have heard so many different types of music from you. I don't even know what to even really ask, so we're just going to go in and yeah, dive. that's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> so, heck, yeah. How you feeling, though, before we get started? How are you, how you feeling about life? COVID? COVID is a pain,
1: um, but, you know, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Um, I guess in my life, personally, it's been interesting. It's COVID has enabled me um, quite a bit. And, but in my job, it's also, like, <laughs> helped out because it's forced people to sort of get with the internet a little bit. and mm-hmm. So there's been... A lot of good development there. You know, it's just seeing the difference. I like seeing how people adapt and things, but.
0: Some people have not adapted well at all. Yeah,
1: no. The best <laughs> thing about COVID is the delivery. Yes. You know, I had the best Domino's pizza in my life. It was, <laughs> it was so good that the room went silent. We ate three pieces. And then one person was like, this is really great pizza. And I was thinking it, but I had my mouth full. full of- I, I woke up the next day. <laughs> i I thought about that pizza i had pizza for breakfast
0: it was on point this is on your mental yeah so delivery's popping shout out to all delivery drivers right now because like shared up line of fire right there so yeah for real hell yeah so yeah the cover's been wild man and you being a musician obviously it has a very big impact on you you know as far as performing and stuff like that so i'm sure uh, i'm a terrible musician (laughs) i am a very good producer. I yes, <laughs> you're very low key behind the scenes. Like I said, I only saw you. I think I saw you at Fuzz Fest. I'm trying to think of if I saw you any other time. Maybe I have. I can't remember. But mm. uh, yeah, you've been very kind of behind the scenes, which is not a bad thing.
1: You yeah, know? man. I did like that acoustic, that acoustic shit. For That's a while. what I remember, mm-hmm. and I remember yeah, your, the sad boy stuff. Yes,
0: <laughs> shout out to that. But yeah. now, like I said, multi talented. I want to dive in uh, to your past a little bit, just to kind of see how we got to this point. So, if you don't mind, let's go back and see where. Uh, your love for music kind of began and maybe a little bit right childhood.
1: Uh okay. Yeah, well, I was born in New Orleans. Um was there till I was about 8. You know, so I remember some stuff but not too much, but it's definitely where I started. I guess a lot of my formative um beginnings were there. Um and Yeah, I don't know. It's like part of me really wants to like attach my love for music and the music I make to New Orleans. Yeah. But I I don't think that's really true, to be honest. I do have a lot of jazz and blues, so it's somewhere in there unrecognized. But for the most part, I would attribute my personality or um, just like (laughs) an ability to not be myself myself yeah, to New Orleans. If you've ever met someone from New Orleans, they're <laughs> usually varied themselves.
0: Yes, indeed. For better or for worse. So true. So it's
1: a city of just culture because everyone is just beaming with themselvesness.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> and obviously, it's a uh, like you said, jazz, blues, kind of yeah. big band too. It's very big there. Yeah, so. it's boisterous. It's loud. It's like so
1: loud. Very commanding. Right, so. right,
0: right. And that's, did you come straight to North Carolina? From there.
1: No, I went to Philadelphia for a little while, and I think that's where um, I had a little bit of the, just a, a little bit of the f- really formative years that I can remember. Mm. That's when I started like um, interacting with more personalities and kind of finding my things that I liked and opinions I had. But then I came down to North Carolina, and that's where I've been
0: for the majority of the time yeah, yeah 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 so as far as you I guess not necessarily creating music but I guess being very driven by music as far as you taking a liking to music was that more in Philadelphia or is that more when you got to North Carolina
1: um well I always loved music my first concert that I remember and actually I, that I ever went to when I was really young was Earth Wind and Fire oh god yeah yeah so oh. that was and then it was a it was hosted by Sinbad
0: Really, yeah. the comedian.
1: Yeah, and Chris Rock was there, and Shaka Khan.
0: Shaka Khan was Shaka there. Khan, yeah. You saw Shaka Khan. Yeah, so
1: that's my first intro to music when I was real young.
0: Those are heavy hitters. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then in Philadelphia um, is kind of where I was like discovering a lot of different sounds and like just started to learn about music in general. Um, it's also where I got my first CD.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. The first CD I ever bought, and I don't know. I think I was late to it because, like, I was around a lot of music. I picked mm. up a lot of music in my house and like my sister's stuff and my mom's stuff. Um, but like, when I like, I like remember hearing someone talk about like their first CD, and I was like, I haven't bought a CD, <laughs> so I like went out and I bought a CD, bought and I was one? like, I'm gonna just buy something I don't know. And I ended up choosing um, Spike Lee's "Do It A What? I didn't know because at the time I didn't know what a cappella was. All and if you look at the cover of that album, it has just like a bunch of faces and like mouths or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all I knew was that my father really liked Spike Lee, mm-hmm. and Spike Lee, there my he had a, he had like a "Do the Right Thing" poster in the house. Yes. So I was like. This must be cool because at the time I really thought my father was cool, you know? So, yeah. uh, Yeah, so I got that, popped it in, realized it was a cappella. Immediately was like, (laughs) damn. But then, yeah. But then, like, they went in. There was like all sorts of groups on there. They had the song called Zombie Jamboree. Man, it was a zombie jamboree. so vocals, yes. So good. Um, so it was a blessing in the
0: sky kind of almost you know yeah I mean?
1: it was it was really interesting my like that's the first CD I bought didn't have any instruments on it and then moved to North Carolina got around a lot more like uh, white folk <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
0: um discovered metal so wait oh wow so you came in straight to the metal I guess hardcore scene yeah I mean it was sort of like metal punk it was yeah
1: i was like i was like the rage against the machine kid yes. i listened to like Slipknot. there's like an old polaroid of me and like a bucket hat with a slip knot <laughs> shirt and like a gold chain i'm like who the fuck was i <laughs> yo yeah yeah it's yeah. It's, it's teasing but um yeah it so i liked that stuff because it was just a really dynamic in sound and it was not anything that i had previously really listened to mm-hmm. um how are you introduced to it uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure one of my, okay, so my friend Pedro, okay, Pedro Nicolales, who may be in Brazil right now, maybe, I don't know, I need to, I need to hit him up. Shout out Pedro. Yeah, shout out Pedro. He lived down the street, uh, and, um, he was just like, he was always very political at, like, a young age, and I didn't really... But like, but stuff like in Brazil, like the Zapatistas and like all these things going on. Um, and so we connected. We were good friends. We got all the same bus stop. Um, he was also like the only brown person in my neighborhood that I knew. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't conscious really of that. I just connected with him at the time <laughs> and then just realized it was because of similarities. Yeah. Could, yeah <laughs> upbringing. It, 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 brought, it brought it home. Yeah. But he lived in this big ass house. And I was like, you live in a big-ass house. And I live in this (laughs) habitat home that literally they just built over here in this mound. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, I went to his house a while. And I instantly got along with him and his brothers and his mother. Because she would always be making this, like, bomb Brazilian food. Oh, my God. Oh, man. I still have, like, memories sometimes and, like, dreams of just, like, if I smell food ever when I'm asleep and I wake up to it, my first thought... For some reason, is being upstairs in his room, like playing shitty music. We had a band that wasn't a band because we didn't play instruments. We just like (laughs) a bunch of shit. (laughs) Um, It was called Something Under the Bed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Was it metal?
1: No, man. It was just like us messing around in like Adobe Audition, speeding our voice up and like taking instrumentals and making like parody songs and shit. Oh my God. We took like a Blink 182 song and it said it wasn't like what's my age again it was called like where's my cheesy friend and it was about this guy who like was obsessed with eating cheese <laughs> <laughs> we were bored but yes we'd be up there just like dicking around and then we would smell this food or i would and it would smell so good and then eventually downstairs we'd hear her go pedro and he'd go what she'd be like Vencomme. and he'd be like and I think that's, like, the only Portuguese I know. But it, I think it means, like, come here. Uh, or, like, food's ready or something. like That's what she was calling yeah. It, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. So,
1: yeah. That was metal. But he got me into Rage Against the Machine because of the relation, you know, the rap and the rock. Yes. And the political aspect. And we raged out. Then we got into Slipknot. And then that's where I found, like, a um, fucking why am I, system of a down. Yes. So, and I really... Yeah. I found very quickly that that I was drawn to lots of different types of music, but it was always the stuff that had music like a, a strong musicality to it. Like mm-hmm. when I researched Rages Against the Machine, like of course Tom Morello made all these crazy sounds and pedals that were really unique. Guitarist, yeah. And yeah. he was rapping but he was like raging literally yeah. and it was like this beautiful hybrid that wasn't limp biscuit. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um uh, and then, and then, like with like Slipknot, I just thought it was really interesting that they were able to that he was able one to rap and scream, but also they had like eight thousand people in their band, and I was like, how did they make this work? Plus, they were scary as shit, I
0: super like, terrifying. With those masks. Yeah, yeah, I was just like,
1: yeah. that was Saw before Saw was a thing. Like, Absolutely, saw saw, yeah. I was like, is this a Slipknot?
0: Yes, yeah. no, uh, yeah,
1: like that little head thing with the no, yeah, but um, terrifying yeah but and then with system of a down i just like thought it was so beautiful how they arranged things even though it was metal or like i think it's i guess it's what you call metal I yeah know. i mean yeah new metal yeah, or yeah. You call it? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's so many genres and but it made me realize like oh i like punk i like rock i like that new metal stuff yeah i'm not really into hardcore i'm not really into black metal and it's not that i'm not into it i just haven't connected with it as frequently as other stuff mm-hmm. i like death grips i mean you know death right grips now, is when fun. they were yeah but yes they're not so anymore. like but they also have a strong musicality to it yes. it's like the sonics what this the the metal and the stuff that i listen to is not really because of the sonics it's more because of how it's all put together mm. you know like a grungy rocky guitar is a grungy, rocky guitar, but it's really how it sits around everything else, right? You know? And you can get tones. Don't get me wrong; like you can really flex it. It's just like this whole field that I can tell is vast and impressive, that I, I grew an interest for because it was opposite and it involved
0: playing, you know? Right. All right. Yeah. Question about that with it being a genre, you weren't really. Cause this is something I dealt with, and never, whenever I talk to someone who is. Uh, a person of color Mm -hmm. that will listen to that type of music i'm always curious did you feel wrong for liking that type of music being you know it not being a black thing or quote unquote black thing back in the day
1: um no only because when i got to north carolina i was I went to Chapel Hill High School, and mm-hmm. though Chapel Hill High School was diverse, it was—I was here in middle school for a little bit too. Yeah. I went to Smith Middle School when they built it; it was brand new, yes. and, and I transferred over there, and it was horrible, um, mainly because it was—I think—I don't know why it was horrible. It just was not very good. Um, but I was also very often the only black kid in my class, right? And so, I never really got that deep with it mm-hmm. because it was—it just hit me. It always stopped right at the face. Like, it was actually more of a talking point. I think it actually made me more approachable, and might have been why I dove into it as deep when I was around when I did it because it was something that they fucked with mm-hmm. that I actually. Kind of fucked with too, and knew stuff about, so it was a talking point. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't even that many black people around to like make me feel any or sort of way, and yeah. I also knew a lot about that stuff. There just wasn't anyone to talk to about.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, and it's then, probably, yeah, yeah. That yeah, makes a lot of sense. If they connected one on the on the the metal stuff, but like you knew about the R and B, hop yeah. and all that, but it was like you don't connect with that, so there's no point me bringing it up.
1: Yeah, there just wasn't as much of a field. There wasn't as many people around me at school. Mm. Keep in mind, this is at school. I yeah. When you get off the bus, this is a different thing. So but right, yeah, right. I still lived kind of around that, you know, semi-suburbia. We were like poor suburb, you know. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah no, it, I never really... I have a hard time really knowing what people are... Feeling or thinking, unless their gestures are really distinct or they tell me, Just straight up. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like the interpretation and guessing, but I uh, I don't know. I have a hard time um siphing through that sh- that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like I just like it. If, if I don't know, I can be- literally think of all of the possibilities of what it could mean, but it doesn't really help me define what it is. Mm. And and so like. I very early got out of that because in Philadelphia that gets you beat up.
0: Right. Exactly. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. certain uh, communities back then, it's kind of more yeah. open now, but like.
1: Yeah. Like I got my ass kicked a couple of times before I realized, oh, this is how I don't get my ass kicked. You know, mm-hmm. I learned how to fight by getting beat up. And yep. And then I realized, okay, that's something I don't like doing. Plus, I'm smarter than that. I don't <laughs> ever have to be in a situation like this.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, but. Yeah. 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 So, (laughs) so were you, and you kind of had like a, I guess a mess around band with your friend Pedro, but is that when you kind of started like taking an actual interest to playing music? Um, no.
1: It was just I was enabled and we were bored. Um, it did subconsciously start my appreciation for the computer and recording
0: Mm -hmm. and sounds.
1: That's Mm -hmm. what started sounds for me. Um, and just being interested in how you can manipulate them.
0: Right, right, with speaking uh, up your voices, you said, and kind yeah, of yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: and like putting a package together that was somewhat cohesive to what we thought, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: um, hell yeah, so obviously that was high school, late middle school for the most part. Business owners have a lot to worry about, but now credit card processing doesn't have to be added to the list. Vector Payments helps to simplify the payment experience for businesses by offering steady rates, a simplified application process, no fees, and 100% transparency. Vector Payments offers guaranteed lower rates. And if they can't, you'll receive a $100 American Express gift card or donation in your name to a charity of your choice. Visit www.vectorpayments.com for more information. And don't forget to mention that we sent you for a referral bonus.
1: Yeah, so... About high school, middle school, and then it went into. Then I was in this like (laughs) um, more of an actual band. We actually practiced. We were pretty good for our age, you know. It was just like this, it was called 60 Watts. And that's where I met my friend Julian, who eventually got me to transfer out of Chapel Hill High School and go to a private school, Emerson Waldorf. And that's where I really was pushed to be myself. Um, they were like real as hell like they had a high school that was just opening up julian was like you should come to my school it would be awesome i went and i visited for a day i was like this is different yeah and and then i stayed for a week and then after the at the end of the week i looked at the principal and i said i don't want to go back to my other school (laughs) and she was like we can make that happen and then she met she came to my house oh wow yeah yeah she met my mom and she had like the realest fucking conversation that I think that I've ever actually seen two very different people have yeah yeah and she was like we want Darren to be in our high school we have 16 kids that are gonna be there but because he adds you know all this like you know creativity would be a great addition he already knows people but also we need to express that we want diversity and yes. we have to start somewhere yeah yeah absolutely. So she acknowledged the fact that i would be yet yeah, the only black kid in the in the high school but she was like so we're willing to give him a free ride if he's just willing to be in some of the pictures and we want to just put this out on the page because we're trying to include everyone real we, shit yeah and they did the same thing with this guy named arnold um oh shit that's awesome yeah yeah and my mom was like cool and i was cheesing and all those business, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> free ride to a private school that's a yeah, great opportunity it was
1: awesome. so aside from that my mom didn't have to worry about it but i was getting this education that was like I- inclusive and I- different and
0: yeah
1: i was around a bunch of weirdos who were like really talented and brilliant and i got to just like do whatever you know, right. not do whatever. Like we, we had class, but it was really different. So I finished two years, the last two years doing that. And that's when I had that band, um, which was fun. I mean, it was just like, it was honestly a band that we, this is when we were getting, learned. Like girls were, girls yeah. like music. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, we, for sure. It was our, it was like, I want to do this. You want to impress them? <laughs> yeah. So I didn't, I was a horrible singer. Really didn't know how to sing back then, but I was a good songwriter. And, and, and so I was then the front man yes i sang horrible songs and we had some cute shit and i'm sure people who will hear this will come in and be like i still have my 60 watt cd burn it oh my god no (laughs) send that to me oh my god oh no i mean like burn it like make
0: copies oh yeah okay yes yes yes
1: (laughs) i'm just kidding my flood the market
0: dude that is amazing i want want to jump back for a second because you said that that middle school that private school was uh you were able to be yourself for of those kids. Is it because also they, you said they were weirdos in a good way, right? So they, they were themselves. Yeah. So it kind of felt like, okay, cool. I can be my true self here.
1: Yeah, there were just so many different characters there that were all s- very special on their own. And they, it was such a bonding experience because it was so such a small group that like... I've only been... I've been to one festival. It was called Ignition um it was kind of like a burning man but not like
0: not burning bull- man <laughs> not burning
1: man not, not bullshit it was like yeah. what everything would burning man probably started as originally or something. right but yeah and it was the i had i was there and it it was the second time i had ever felt like oh man all these people are here are so diverse in mm. their beings that i can truly feel like none of these people are looking at my color and making any sort of preference first which is weird to like be placed out of it and when i was in that school i felt that because there were so many different people it just kind of went away i didn't feel self-conscious anymore and they brought out a lot of a lot of the bu that was already in me that i had suppressed because i had transitioned from philadelphia yes poor like hood honestly to like suburbia right yeah. two
0: different dynamics two different yeah. worlds
1: the first girl i ever talked to down here her name was megan not was she, uh, she, she's still alive um her name yeah. is uh <laughs> megan strable yeah yeah and I, I remember i said nice shoes hell yeah yeah uh, <laughs> i don't know why i have that weird memory Oh, this no, is why it's always yeah. the best. It's yeah. like it's so random, but so specific. Yeah, it was like because like down here, everyone's real friendly. They're like, "Hey, waving from you from across." And that's not how it is up north. Yeah. Uh, up north I've heard right. that. You know, so like, and I was, I had no, I didn't know, I had no, I had never drank drank sweet tea, yet. <laughs> and that, and I mean that literally because you could take that very figuratively nowadays.
0: No, uh, yes, okay, but, Yeah, you mean the actual sweet, sweet, sweet tea. tea? Yeah, the sweet tea of um, Shout yeah. out to the south. We have some good things. Oh, um, I don't like Sweet Tea, but yeah, I, I feel you. Okay, yeah, this, <laughs> this podcast is done. Nah, I, know, I feel you, but <laughs> it's too sweet. Uh, so 60 Watt. So we're doing that. We're playing shows, obviously. Yeah, uh, report. We're trying to play some shows. We had some cool stuff that we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But kind of tell us what you took from that? Obviously, you were a front man, starting your writing, kind of your writing career. It kind of started there, right?
1: Yeah, I realized that the attention was interesting and new. And the energy that you could build on stage, I realized, was really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I also realized that I didn't really like it because I wasn't doing music at the time that was authentic to me. But I wasn't aware. Right. I was just like, oh, this is kind of. And I like, you know, and then I did some rap shit for a while when I went to college because it was easier to just make that stuff.
0: Yeah. And try to kind of make beats and all that. And yeah, this oh, yeah. Right?
1: And I tried to do it. I, I performed and toured with, like, under this group's, like, super team with, like, my friend Bo, who's...
0: Oh, Now sick.
1: he's, like, signed to Def Jam right now. Yeah, yeah so... Man, that's but, awesome. Yeah, and it was fun. We got a lot of experiences. We, like, did some shows with, like, Chitty Bang and, like, Back in the Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you... Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Yeah.
1: So, like, that was cool. And that was, you know, definitely the tour vibe but i never really it still just wasn't authentic enough for my for me to really holistically enjoy i enjoyed the experience but it's like if you if that was my job and the experience had worn off i would have been like, Ugh. It's like oh this is yeah. this is kind of trash yeah i mistakenly just thought i didn't like rapping but it was really just like i needed Something that represented me a little bit more
0: mm-hmm. yeah. as far as a, a whole musical experience
1: yeah so that's when I really dove into the production to learn how to represent my my sound and find it more really yeah and that's yeah. didn't help at all because that's when I realized, oh wait. I make a lot of different stuff depending on how I'm feeling. Exactly. And yeah. so, like, yeah. all my friends are like, oh, you're a guitarist. Oh, you're doing it? Like, no. What are you doing? Oh, okay, well, I wrote a ballad. And then I wrote this sad song. And then I had this dance song. And then I wrote a
0: kid song. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <my friends laughs> are like, are like, what? What? So. Uh, that's insane. And I'm curious, what were you kind of listening to back in the day, if you can remember? If you were, what were you influenced by? Um, hmm
1: very um well i love dmx
0: okay shout out to dmx yeah shout out dmx forever
1: uh, i actually saw i met dmx in rdu airport at eleven fifty eight at night with my ex-girlfriend <laughs> and it was the most surreal situation now i i really do love dmx he is i love him because When I found out about him and I did my research, I found him. He had a flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. Absolutely, yes. And I didn't know what it was. It was just this dude covered in blood Blood on on an album in my sister's room. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. (laughs) My sister doesn't listen to rock. Mm -hmm. And this guy's black and covered in blood. This is either super gangster or it has some sort of rock or something. So I, I put it on and it was it was not rock well the thing that struck <laughs> me right off the bat was that it was conceptual yeah and so like when it started i was like what is this yeah i didn't know if it was rap right off the bat but it felt like it but it was like conceptual and then i started listening to his lyrics and i was like whoa this guy is a serious storyteller right mm-hmm. every song is a story and i was like this is in, like great i was sucked in like a movie you know but then i The internet wasn't really a thing at the time, really too much, but I like dialed up or whatever and researched, and I found out that like he was like a three-time felon, Mm -hmm. and like a lot of the stuff he's talking about is probably based off of real, and and, like a drug addict. And I was like, "Whoa, this dude is real as fuck." So I was just like, "Robbie Bear," you know, like (laughs) doing my, and so that was like awesome. I just like I really fucked with his musicality as a whole and. But anyway, back to the story. I was walking out of, um, we had gone somewhere, I forget exactly, and I was walking out of RDU, and this guy, random guy outside, goes, that's DMX. And I go, what? And I, I look, and I see nobody. He goes, that's DMX. And I go, are you sure? And he goes, I know that voice. And I was like, wait, I know that voice. So I walked what? back in. My, I looked at my girlfriend, and she goes, okay. And I walk back in, and I start walking. And then I hear dmx talking more so screaming at someone on the phone i don't know if he was screaming he just sounds like that yeah
0: he kind of loud yeah he's yeah, just yeah. loud and he's aggressive. yeah yeah
1: he's also like five three or something he's really short i've heard yeah, he's really yeah. short <laughs> it was that threw me but i so he was walking and based off what i heard some of they had lost his luggage so he was kind of like mad and he's just walking and talking and i'm following him like maybe 20 feet back just like oh my god this is DMX this is totally DMX my girlfriend's like following me and then he stops <laughs> and I just was following him so I just stopped and he turned around randomly because he ended his call and he looks at me and his two people and I was just like I'm sorry to interrupt but like can I shake your hand and I like shake your hand and he was like oh nice to meet you. <laughs> and I was like oh.
0: oh my
1: god yeah and I was like that was crazy Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so shout out to DMX for
0: being like a good songwriter um you met some beast dude i mean at this point shaka khan earth went fire but you know, yeah. obviously meeting dms and person is yeah, like holy yeah, crap was dude yeah. so obviously hearing that record kind of sparked something in you i guess
1: yeah it just showed me that rap could it showed me a different, a different type of rap mm-hmm. that was like a story and and it got me into the characters of rap because I w- went looking for that in other artists and then I was disappointed not necessarily in the music but in the follow through. I would be like, man, this artist is sick and then I'd find out none of that
0: shit was true mm-hmm. and I was like,
1: okay, they make good music but damn, they're living a lie.
0: Yep. You know? There's yeah, so a lot of issues with uh, our rappers today. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, different conversation but you know I me. Mean. Yeah, I mean, I don't know them niggas but like... Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, big
1: facts. Yeah, but like... Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I don't know. I fuck with DMX. Um, I always liked R&B stuff. Mariah Carey was my first uh, celebrity, I know this is never going to happen, crush. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Shout out to Mariah Carey. Yeah, I had a poster of Mariah Carey. Of course, the album cover of the one uh, the one CD. I think it was Honey.
1: It was the underground one. I think it might have been a, a cover of, I don't know. She's yeah. looking... All all sorts of good. But, yes,
0: shout out to Mario Carey. If you want to come on the show, let me know.
1: Yeah, and then I and then of course I fell in love with Leah,
0: Oh, shout out, big humongous shout out.
1: Yeah, and then I was like, okay. And then um I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I mean, yeah then I got into all like you know that hip hop stuff and did that for a while. Right.
0: So that was so was this after you were rapping and touring, or just kind of during that same. So this was like
1: during and after, and I kind of did that for a while because it was like, it was accepted. Yeah. And it was easy. It was easy for you because exactly. people readily wanted to give me opportunities and thought of me and opportunities of rap situations because it was easy, especially mm-hmm. in my environment. But then I slowly realized that. I'm not a rapper. Mm. I am a producer that raps sometimes. And yeah. And I s- I kind of like after college had more space and started to enable myself a little bit more to do live stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's probably when you saw me doing acoustic shit. Yes. like and I was like just like starting out and like getting my chops up and but I was really trying to record stuff. Um uh trying to get that sound, you know. Uh, and that's where a lot of these songs kind of originated and i i made them because i am very hip-hop i have it in me but it's like a large part of my background but it's not so face value it's it's more in my soul whereas the music part the funk that you hear is my is like where i'm at
0: right yeah right right um yeah yeah so tell us like and this i'm not a musician so oh I guess, technically, depending on who you ask, I am a musician. I've, I've written some stuff to her. Yeah, I've written some stuff before. Um, how were you able to find that sound? Like, obviously, you funk? were coming up. Yeah, like, what if the sound you were looking for? You know, because you kind of saying, like, hmm. you you know, you were playing acoustic stuff. and
1: uh, It's weird. I don't think I was looking for it, per se. But, like, I think I was more so just trying to. Man, this sounds really conscious keep in mind like this whole musical thing was just a love that was reckless and i just didn't i didn't know i didn't know why i loved it i just knew that when i was mad when i was sad when i was happy when i was lonely when i was stressed i could always fall on music Mm -hmm. and it made me feel better regardless of the outcome
0: Yeah. yeah yeah
1: um so i just like relied on it you know a lot and i think that's why i made so many so much different stuff cuz it was just like i was just kind of expressing where my mood at the time or whatever and yeah um but what really happened was and this is the more recent stuff like linking up with charlie hunter yeah, um of course, of and course. him kind of giving me a level of validation that i couldn't get from my peers because i don't get much information from my peers like my musical peers around me i just like i don't know i don't know i think i just do it a lot and then i have i just do it a lot so yeah
0: yeah and obviously uh you i mean you probably have a different different take on music than a lot of people who are kind of our age and around here yeah, so.
1: like I'm really a producer, yeah, and like you, that yeah, is absolutely. just like really hard to get people to understand, especially in a collaborative sense, because people when people approach me in the lens that they hear first, you know, like one person might hear a funk song first, mm-hmm. and then then hear a rap song, and be confused in the past because in my ability, I wasn't able to represent. The hybrid sound, like I wanted to. Yeah, I just did what was in my means. So it was like, okay, this feels like rap, and I'm gonna approach it like a rap song. Right, right. It wasn't right. always like put guitar over it, and then I would start doing that stuff. But like I said it earlier in the in the interview, I'm not a musician. I'm a producer. Like I can play shit to get the idea across, but ultimately, when I find a musician that's better, I'm like, hey. Y- you want to help me do this, and I try to upgrade it and upgrade it and upgrade Ooh, it, and I've I just been that. like doing that with a bunch of stuff and not making any money or anything off of it. So it was easy because it was like I had to convince people the vision as best I could. Yeah, yeah, which is a battle in itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Until I met Charlie, and a little bit of I showed him stuff, and he's been doing it for so long, he could see the the the, the song under it. And he was like, these are all fantastic. We need to to make these the way you want. And so he was pretty much just like, yo, I'm a 40-year veteran in music. (laughs) And I can't do shit because of COVID. Let's make some shit. And I had put in years of work. So pretty much I was like, I need drums here. I need guitar here. Maybe do this here. And some songs got remade. Some songs got parts added. Some songs got totally flipped. Yeah, yeah, but ultimately yeah. we just started doing that and it, it was like a storm right because i had nothing to do i mean not i was working I, I am working for apple and and i was working at home doing training stuff but i have photographic memory so training is super easy for me
0: oh really yeah
1: i just look at the page and that's, that's you're good and go to the end and answer the test the questions quiz because or... I can see it and I can recall it back. So right, right, that's right. not how I learn, you know, but I went through my training with relative ease. Right, um, right, right. And that enabled me to do a lot more and forced me to record my vocals and learn because I was bored. I was like, man, I can't make music with my friends. You know, not everyone's hip to the sending it across or, in, or has the equipment to do it all. Like at where I was, the at. the frequency
0: that you want you yeah. wanted to be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I was like, oh, I'll record some of these vocals myself just to learn uh, my Universal Audio thing that I got.
0: Uh, the interface. Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah.
1: And then Charlie heard some of them. He was like, "Let's do a." So then it wasn't until we made, it wasn't until the fourth day that we made something sending back and forth. I was exhausted, and but I had but it I couldn't stop. I was like literally yeah, machine exhausted, like falling asleep in my clothes. But it was like I'd wake up like, yeah, <laughs> like let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so like I just like stopped showering, like didn't see anyone. Like it was gross, but I did the damn thing and then and then at the end of it, I think Charlie and I had the same realization at the same time. It was just like, whoa. These are great tunes. Yeah. I found I caught myself listening to the songs for pleasure. Yes.
0: You were actually actually enjoying yeah. the I, like, music. Yeah, I literally and I was like, oh shit.
1: This is my shit. And I was like, Whoa, I, I made something that I love. Yeah. I like, yeah, I mean that's like just thinking about that is enough to just like break my, my break me down, you know like I made something, finally, that I truly love. And I'm not even talking the product. I'm talking the the memory, mm. the process, mm-hmm. the culmination. It's all part of it. It was like making, like I said it to you earlier, like I don't make music to make music. I make music to make memories. I love and it's that. Like, it's true, man. Like if I have a shitty time making the song, I don't want to fucking make that song because at the end of the day, I'm not going to be thinking about all the fucking times I checked my spins to see how many plays I had I'm gonna be thinking about like how those things came together and the interviews they don't care about that shit yeah. you know like um, so it was beautiful to have all of the pieces like I've had little bits but it was like 25% hard work innovation creativity 25% validation musical accountability and support like 25 percent uh like the end product was actually to my standards that i didn't even know what what they were before but i was like i got it that's the standard yeah. that's the quality that's the threshold <laughs> and then the last the last 25 i think is still developing right now which it's is the unknown yeah yeah that's the um the future I love that. I think that's because there was never future in any of them. That wasn't even part of it before. Right, now, right, like, right, This is like never made something that I was like, oh, I want to continue
0: making this. And I would say as a creative, even musician, artist, whatever artist, mm-hmm. finding that is is very great. Like finding work that you actually enjoy thoroughly doing. Yep. Um, that actually does something for you, so yeah. um, um, I'm envious of that. That's incredible.
1: I think it, honestly, I, it really just comes into putting in the work. Charlie said this to me early when I first met him. He was like, man, you're he's, he's one of the few people I've met down here who's constantly doing it. Yes. And it's true. For better or for worse, I do it because... I don't have many friends, and I love it. It's a horrible combination. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like this is kind of your, your, yeah, your, your, your like, thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, I
1: could get more friends if I just didn't love making music, but it's like, ah. Uh,
0: it's like this is what I want to do all the time. It's produce. Yeah, I
1: just like, yeah. And sometimes I get sad about that. Like, I love my friends and my music buddies, and we, I see them a lot. I have friends. They're just music friends, but, like, I have very few non-music friends. Right. And that's what's something that I'm starting to um, put a little bit more value in recently because things are a little bit different now as far as the process. And so like the support beyond the music. Yeah. It's kind of
0: very important.
1: Yeah. I don't need as much as musical accountability
0: anymore than just genuine relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. It's good to have someone that's not a part of that life.
1: Yeah, who still gives a shit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, like, uh, yeah. I want to dive back a little bit before Charlie heard these songs, because I think yeah. it's important, because you were still working with people. Mm-hmm. You know, is that where you met Grant? Grant was before that, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I met so,
1: Grant in college. Um,
0: shout out to Grant, by the yeah, way. Shout I out love to you Grant. So uh, much. Yeah,
1: the GOAT. Um, Straight up. Yeah, he. I met him in college. He was... At the time, he was an early college kid, and I was teaching with a uh, Atiba Rory, um, African drumming at Guilford. Mm. And Grant was the first person who came up to me and knew my music. Like, I don't even know if he knows that, but he was the first person who came up to me and like was like. I, at some point, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I was doing this," and he goes, "Oh, I know," and he like knew song names and yes. shit and now that i know grant i'm like that "Is grant it makes but, sense yeah yeah but i was like who is this kid? <laughs> and i remember just always being like yo yeah you play music that's cool like, that's awesome you should come through like because come after class sometime and he was shy and he never would i never knew why but it turns out he was early college he was legally not allowed to mm-hmm. finally he told me that one day and i just went over to his house <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> so yeah and we kicked it and it's like that's been a long journey he's like my little brother i care about grant uh as a person much more than his musical prowess but his musical prowess
0: is very large um absolutely um, phenomenal i'll, I'll have to have him on this show one day because i remember seeing him playing uh uh middle stuff with some friends and i see him playing oh, yeah. his own solo stuff and it's like how in the world, are you able to yeah. maneuver like this? So. He's
1: a beast. He's a beast. He's like... Yeah, he's a, a vital uh, element of the team, right? Absolutely. And then, so with Pat... I mean, uh, with Grant, uh, li- there's Pat. So Pat is, uh, lives used to live with Grant. And he's also... Um, he's a songwriter and rapper. And um, he he like is very very dynamic as well like i i say writer rapper in that order for a reason because he is much he's like the 50 cent like people who don't know shit will be like oh he's a rapper but like 50 cent is a like writer he's written yes tons of stuff a and that's a lot that's pat uh he's a force for sure um and then like there was also uh, charles used to live with them and charles is like uh this like he's a great singer beautiful voice um like very eclectic mind and really really good at conceptualizing themes mm-hmm. um so we kind of did all did our thing and it was scattered for you know quite a while we were just doing things individually because the mode everyone kind of feels and thinks based off of our media that we had to do everything ourselves because everyone's everything is imaged you know yes like everyone thinks like oh little Wayne but little Wayne has a machine behind him you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying and Drake but there's a machine and you don't get to see the machine as much back then Kanye started all that shit and Pharrell like they opened the doors for that yes. machine the producers absolutely yeah so we were kind of all doing our things separately but together but really focusing on ourselves And then it kind of came together like we should work together. When Odd Future came out, yes, um, that's when the team dynamic started to brew, and people were like, "Let's focus, right?" And so like Charles was singing, and we all wanted him because he has a beautiful voice to like just like run with it um, and just go, go, go. But at the time, we all didn't really ask each other what our views success was mm-hmm. and what our goals were so it was really like hit or miss right um, right yeah and then yeah and then it really all kicked into gear a year after i met charlie because i met i knew charlie for a year before I, he knew anything about me singing and having songs
0: Oh, you knew him, like, personally for a while before? No,
1: I mean, I met him at the Apple Store, and we linked up, and we just, like, talked, you know, off and on, and he linked me with some cool, like, adv- I mean, opportunities, but it was all geared into into hip-hop, because all right. he had seen was I had made a beat off a loot pack that I downloaded two days before he walked into the Apple Store, and the only reason I recognized him was because of my photographic memory. I saw a picture in the, in the download because yeah. I actually bought that shit. For 32 dollars and 38 cents <laughs> anyway uh gang but, yeah and his picture fi- his picture was in it i saw d'angelo i was like done i made the song that i'm actually currently working with lucy woodward on insane yeah it's weird it's actually kind of turning into a song uh and i chopped up a solo a bunch of his guitar and made a solo so when he walked in i was like i just made a song and i played it for him he's like, I. I don't remember playing that, but I sort of do. And I was like, and he asked me who made the other parts. And I was like, I made all of the other parts. I got my friend to play drums. Uh, he goes, cool, you should, you should follow me. And I was like, Uh so I followed him. He followed me. And so that's when he started seeing me post like beats and stuff. Yes. And so he started like hipping me to a lot of the hip hop and beat stuff. And then, and then COVID happened and I started yeah, I, I did all these songs. I worked. I got Jess to sing a part, who's re, part of Reliably Bad, and that's like another band that he's been kind of like working with and yeah. like buddies with, and and then he was like, "Oh, you have songs." And once once he found out that, it was like I said, it was a storm. Yeah, because he was like, he's so quick, and he. It was like I've been jogging around the track, and. I don't really know how fast I'm jogging because yeah. like, I'm sort of switching all of the different lanes. Sometimes I'm in the middle. Sometimes I'm on the far right. I'm just running, right? And then I met him and then suddenly I had a pace to keep up with. Yes. And I was like, I'm going to impress. I'm going to keep up, but I'm also going to like output. And so I was like, boom, here's another one. All right, this is done. Boom, here's another one. All right, I this is that. done. Yeah. And at some point we had 13. And he was like, we should probably figure out what we're doing with this because we have... A ton and we're not gonna stop, and we haven't still.
0: Yeah, you still going back and forth. Yeah, man. was it? Is obviously it's it probably seemed a little surreal. Obviously, you're you seem like a very grounded person, but I'm sure, like, still getting that initial like him reaching out, like, hey, follow me, send me some stuff. You probably just like, oh my god, like, did he seem out of did he seem like he was out of touch when you first met him? Nah,
1: I mean, he's like super chill, he's yeah. like the he's he's such a normal person person yes it's almost um confusing right right but it's also he's also just kind of like aloof to like how awesome he is like he knows he's done a bunch of shit that's cool and toward and moved, very humble but he doesn't understand the impact of the music that he's a part of yeah like i lost my virginity to voodoo <laughs>
0: Yeah. It's funny but Straight it's up. true. Yeah, like yeah, yeah.
1: I that is and as a sonic person, like I feel like I am related to Charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, Facts. And to now have the appreciation to know what the that it wasn't just D'Angelo. You know, back then I was like D'Angelo But now I'm like, oh and it's all coming around full circle, like it's Yeah, it's so it wasn't mm. weird it wasn't weird meeting him. It was weird getting the okay. It was like, I felt like I got a cosign. It yeah. was like one day he was just like, wait, you got something. And I think you have the drive to do it. Let's yeah. do it. And we did it. And like, that was like, I don't know. That question is weird because it's still happening. There's all this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's like all these opportunities brewing up right now. And, and, um, I don't ever really stop to think about that at the moment until un- unless one of my friends says something.
0: Yeah, like, exactly.
1: Like I, I hung out with I was uh, I name drop, but I was, I got to meet Isaiah Sharkey yesterday on some like super chill shit. Who's like, also chill. Yeah, and like I, I like have correspondence with Eric Harlan, who's legendary, and and like people who are famous reach out and are you know saying like i like the songs like count base d was like y'all y'all got something like that's incredible to that's
0: insane yeah
1: so i've already reached what i wanted by making songs i love so the fact that people fuck with it that are like in my eyes role models in ways Mm -hmm. is like very expensive gold sprinkles on an already pretty decent cake i made exactly exactly yeah.
0: what a great description of what you're doing that's awesome <laughs> yeah i love that i love that i love that yeah, and the bitch is funfetti you know what i'm saying let's go <laughs> let's go that's incredible that's incredible and i'm curious about because obviously i've had the pleasure of you know hearing your music throughout your whole entire you know mm-hmm. uh life as a uh, uh, not life but recent years what Feelings, are you—you mentioned like different feelings and emotions going to these songs. But you, the recent songs, mm-hmm. what are you trying to kind of convey to to the listener? Um. Hmm. To the listener? Well, I guess like, what are you, are you trying? Are you putting any specific feelings into these works of uh into these work the the these musical pieces, or are you kind of just?
1: Oh yeah, there's tons of feelings. There's yeah. like, it's all very vulnerable i would say mm-hmm. but i'd be lying if i said i was thinking about anyone else when i was making it Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. the people that i'm with i mean i pull from a lot of resources and ideas and situations in my life and things that people say about their lives when i'm writing um but i have historically been very bad at knowing what the fuck people like so it's a blessing that they like what I'm doing. Yeah, and I don't plan on concerning myself with what they like because
0: I have no idea. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, it kind of like. it kind of makes sense because you even said before that you're not making music to make music; you're making it to make memories. So yeah. that's kind of a good thing because you're like, I'm making music that I like, and I don't really care. I mean, you care. Yeah, what people I do th- care. You do care. You yeah. do care what people think, mm-hmm. but. You're making what you're making. Yeah, you I know? mean,
1: I'm not, like, interested in... I w- I'm not interested really at all in people's opinions on what my music th- that they hear that it's done could be or what it could have been. That's not really stuff that I honestly care about at all. I'm more interested in how it made them feel. Mm-hmm. What Yeah, just what they feel about it. But I also really appreciate a good song, and that's why I mentioned DMX earlier, right?
0: right because he right. was the
1: first instance I thought rap was punchlines and you know ganks, like. But he wrote, he told story. I mean, I heard like Notorious Big at V.I.G. and stuff, but
0: it wasn't like DMX. Little, no, lot, DMX lot, so much
1: consistency is what impressed me. Right. Every single song was just, is so meta,
0: especially that yeah. album.
1: I mean, he has mm. he has songs, he has prayers on his stuff that's yep. consistent. He has d- songs with the devil. He did a song with Marilyn Manson. Like, the dude is an artist, you know? Yeah. And he was so out of the box for being so boxed in at the time. Right. Um, so, yeah, I just strive to make a, like, I, I feel like a lot of people nowadays, since it's so easy to make music and it's so in the box, it's digital, people are really good at making tracks. You can Yeah. Make it. Like, there are tons of awesome tracks out there. I think that people still struggle with making good songs. Yes. The timelessness is a little bit... It's just a little... It's shifted in weird ways. I think it's just more difficult. And that's what Charlie has helped me solidify. The timelessness sonically with the timelessness of how I write songs. You know, I try to be smart with my songs. And and I learned that shit from Will Smith. I thought it was really yes. interesting... That he never cussed, and yet I, I liked his songs. I was like, "How does this dude never cuss?" But I like his songs. It's because he's a good storyteller, man. Yes, like, absolutely. Luda didn't even have to cuss if he didn't want to, but the fact that he did made him like hilarious. You yes, shout out like, Luda. Absolutely. Yeah, but like it's all about like, like the like the the meta, the meta in the in the writing and the and the theme and. having it like that's those are the songs that i like not to say that i can't groove with something that is a track like i can be in like the tracks are good for like i'm feeling like this right but like there are certain albums that you can just put on and Mm. just have them on you don't even you 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 were thinking more so about yourself and what's going on in your life you're not even thinking about the music it's just It's it's on because you're comfortable with it. It's not like you need to feel a certain way, you know. Like a lot of rap nowadays, I feel like I have to feel a certain way when I'm listening to it, and it 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 makes me. Yeah, you know, like you can see it when whenever two seconds into a a a trap beat that 808 hits, and what do people just instinctively just did? They do the little started dancing, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, it's like I'm not always feeling like that, right? Right. Right and the good music that I really fuck with is the stuff that transcends that. That's why I really actually did like Kendrick Lamar's P- "To Pimp Butterfly." Because, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. Yes, yeah, because yeah. It, it played with all of that. It had yes. every emotion in there, and it hit so well. I love, I love how, I just love how beautifully done. It's like you can tell when time has been put into work. That's why Picasso is so good. Yes. He, motherfucker two three lines but i mean it took him what 60 years to get there forever yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah it's cool that kind of charlie instills that in you or obviously you had that mindset regardless but like of making actual good songs every song you know putting putting, in the work put in the work to every single song exactly because you hear a lot of albums where it's like you you hear that single where it's like man this is great and Mm -hmm. then the album's kind of like they didn't take their time on this
1: yeah no that's my biggest fear My biggest fear is to release like this is actually why I feel successful about the album is like we had one song at one point and we were like, Oh, this is gold. Yeah. And then and if you if I were to play my album from start to finish for you, a lot of people have said, Oh, that's my favorite so far. Oh, that's my favorite And then by the end they don't have a favorite. They have a favorite anymore. Yeah, because it because it's diverse enough and It plays with your emotions, I feel, respectively enough to, like, tap into each part of, like... It taps into a lot of different moods. Right. Yeah. But cohesively. And that's that's where I tip my hat to Charlie, because me being able to work with him pretty exclusively, there's a, a level of cohesion... Just in the sound, even in literally in the recording, like Mm -hmm. it's all. A lot of the live stuff is done in his room, whereas a lot of the uh, hybrid electronic and MIDI stuff was recorded in my house and then sampled. You know, right? So it's like it's a nice collab.
0: That's incredible. How has your musicianship kind of enhanced through this process? Because obviously you have your hands on keys and guitars, and you're doing vocal stuff, and you know.
1: Uh, it's it's probably gotten worse. <laughs> no, really, because like I did a lot of the work in the back end, and this has been a lot of like, okay, re- replace this. Double, I need to layer this. Let's try this. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I get the files. I put them in there. I do my thing. I mix. I layer. I, I drop things out. I say, okay, this sounds much better, but now this key part mm, sounds a little a little heady and yeah. less felt and then I get it felt you know what I'm saying but now I have with this mode like just that's the ve- level of validation that Charlie as a celebrity because the thing is Charlie's really fucking cool because he is a celebrity yes. and he is famous he knows he's famous he's very
0: unaware of his celebrity yes like that, I, yeah. I, I haven't talked to him a lot but I can kind of tell yeah like he just doesn't get it <laughs> he's just out here he's chilling
1: yeah he's just chilling like like, um, so like, that validation by itself has enabled me to get people who are more talented, who are focused in doing their things to kind of pause and look and be like, "Hmm, maybe I should do this, you know, yeah. Like I doubt.)
0: willow wellness center in high Point strives to deliver an inclusive accessible and non-judgmental approach to well-being by helping their clients find balance and peace in all aspects of life through massage therapy yoga reiki and a variety of group classes and now they're offering virtual yoga classes for yogis of all types including a free beginner friendly friday morning flow that you can take from the comfort of your own home visit willowhighpoint.com and check them out on social media at willowhighpoint to jumpstart your personal well-being today
1: It would take more convincing. You know, when people aren't convinced by someone's celebrity, you got to convince them with monetary value. And that, for me, goes directly against the authenticity of the, song, the songs I'm trying to make. Yes. Not to say that I don't pay people. You pay your friends for what they're worth. But you also have to live within your means. And at the time, I was broke.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was just broke, and you needed some guidance and help, and, you know, yeah, you were able to make that work. Yeah, for sure. I know for this process, or so this you said a new songs you were able to actually uh get it mixed which is you yeah. said it was kind of your first time of that being a thing yeah someone yeah. that i know actually decently well too so yeah, you tell shout us out about
1: Steven that even price big shout out yeah yeah homie is uh, crazy he's got like an incredible setup and he's just really really knowledgeable and diligent um i had done a lot of the mixing and a lot of like not to say that shit was just raw like i'd be doing like i am a producer, so I, I did a, like my due diligence to get it tight and everything. Um, and to be real, I didn't know Steven and I hadn't even really heard too much beforehand, so my um, initial approach to him had really nothing to do with his ability to mix and mm-hmm. more so that he had been recommended and spoken to fondly by people I fuck with. And seemed like a good person to experience that with, yes, while also keeping it local and keeping that money as close into the community and like like the literal vicinity you know in the musical community as I could, so we did that, and it was just like I said, more icing, like this is like you know those little you know those little French um silver balls that they put on cakes that you don't think are (laughs) edible and you eat them and they're good. Yeah. Yeah, He was that. He was like those (laughs) the fact that it came out that way I was like whoa this is crazy. That was great. But I was really more so getting him involved because of an assured good experience
0: and the exposure to that you know for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. And obviously we have seen videos of you little clips of you in the studio with it, it was like it was like you're having a, a fantastic time in yeah. there so
1: uh, he's the dude yeah he's he's super cool like yeah yeah that's, i would yeah two star or what is it four stars and two thumbs up dude absolutely yeah yeah um and i definitely so that's a relationship i'm really glad to have um been able to foster
0: right was it kind of odd having someone obviously use a you know these are some of the parts of you and very intimate was it weird having someone else that wasn't you touch you know touch these songs um not weird
1: i love learning well yeah i love learning and i think failure is for the most part pretty funny like it sucks But, like, for the, you know, a lot of times you look back at failure and it's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It really, honestly, it really is. Yeah. So, like, I love that that alone, like, really drives me to be in situations like that. Like, it was weird to have my songs and to be in a situation where, like, all right, this person who is professional is about to be looking at the product I'm giving him and hopefully making it better. And there's more levels of validation there. I actually have a video, which wasn't on purpose. It was actually taking a picture of his amazing dog, Sam. But he's like, you know, Steven's like clicking through some vocals. And he just stops and he goes, man, that's expert level shit. <laughs> and I caught it on video and I look at it and I like, I love that. Because. I don't know. I love that that blatancy because it tells me, OK, I'm doing something right and no one told me, yeah, how, like, how and what to do. Like, I'm just doing it, and it's in lining. It's not the same, you know what I mean? That's, that, that shit's cool. Yeah. So, and that's kind of, like, how I felt about Dave McNair, you know, like.
0: Yeah, because he also heard some of tracks, too. From, yeah, and he uh, heard it, and
1: he, uh, and he mixed it, Dave McNair. Shout out, Dave. He's amazing. I mean, I, I don't even really know how to talk about these people, because they're so beyond where i am right now to the fact that like these people have just been involved in the creation of this is like i said that's that's success in itself
0: Um, yeah so that's that's dope that they're taking the time to really talk to you guys who are going I, i hate saying lower level but like Talk to people coming up in the game. Yeah, more amateur. Yeah, Yeah, more amateur. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like dropping jewels. So
1: they are dropping jewels, and it's cool because it's like you can tell that they're not like reaching. Like they, there's a certain level, a threshold of respect that I feel like I've just passed. That I can't really speak on what it is, but I really think it all boils down to just doing it every single day. Yeah. By doing whatever you're doing every single day. You fail more, so you find out what you're doing, what you need to do, and what you really want to do. And I feel like people who like who are older, I think that's why I vibe with these old cats because they've been doing that shit
0: for a while. for a
1: while. Yeah, and I think they recognize that, like real recognize real kind of thing. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! I love that. That's been good because I didn't think. I didn't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's cool that you're able to also, with uh, uh, guys like Charlie and all that, you were still able to work with some of your friends on this too. I mean, you have uh, your friends oh, in New yeah. York and LA and all that. So,
1: yeah, yeah. My friend um, Jordan, um, Jordan Clark, and like, I got like one song with uh, Gray. They are incredible musicians. Went to college with them. They had this uh, group called the Blue Roots Experiment. Um, really creative people. Um, I've always kind of like admired their process and love for the art mm. um, funny not really as we were close but we're not we weren't as close in college because we were you know years separated but I've gotten like a lot closer with Jordan recently because he's just been like slaying background vocals um, a lot of background vocals on my stuff and we're Definitely gonna be working more in the future, and then like, yeah, I'm, like I always come back to it. I'm a producer, man. I love working with people. Um, but I'm very much so a producer. It's gonna be the right shit, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. When it comes down to it, and it's funny, like the like Matt Laird, the, the basis for Reliably Bad, he told me once he thought it was so funny because. I had sent, he was showing Jimmy, the guitarist, like, I had sent a text to Matt being like, yeah, Charlie sent me this guitar, but it was kind of lame, you know, so I think I'm gonna da da and he was, like, really shocked that I just told Charlie Hunter that I didn't like the guitar part, and that I think he could do it better, and he was just like, oh, God. yeah, yeah, and, like, I don't know, I didn't. When it comes down to the song, I wasn't even thinking about Charlie. I was thinking about the guitar yeah. part. But the reality was, it was a guitar part that Charlie had put to it that I just wasn't fucking with as much. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't what I was looking for. And I think that, like, Matt just thought that was really funny because I don't. He was like, You have no. You don't. You, have... you don't care at all. And I was like, What? What are you talking about? Just I do not...
0: care. This why I said it. Yeah.
1: It has nothing to do with. I'm not going to put someone on a track just because that's the, who they are. It needs to be good. And I've realized that that threshold really does apply to everyone. Mm-hmm. They don't Even if they're fucking famous, if I don't like the shit, it's not going to make the end mix. Yeah.
0: And that's why a lot of my
1: guitar stuff and stuff is not on the, the album, because I suck in comparison to a Charlie Hunter.
0: Right, 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 right. I love that. This is, I mean, it seems cool with you, because it's like, no matter who you're working with, you're going to make sure it's right. And that's very important to yeah. the end result.
1: Definitely make sure it represents whatever the artist I'm working with is trying to
0: accomplish. Absolutely. So take it to now. I mean, you come You have you have some mixes done, some mastered. You have you know. Yeah. What's uh? We got, how, how you gonna roll it out with a uh, COVID?
1: <laughs> man. All right. You know, if it was up to me, I just put it out. Um, it is sort of up to me, but I'm trying to leverage all of that all the work that we've been putting in and do the, what's best for myself and the team um, in the future, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So these songs have been sitting for so long and I've finally made them to a presentable state. So I, I really, I want them to come out as fast as possible, but it's going to be longer than I probably want. Yeah. Um, because of pandemic and because of what they could be. But I absolutely will be releasing songs in 2021. Yes. Whether or not one comes out before this year, I don't know. But. But if you want a sneak peek, November 12th. Um, yes. Yeah, Charlie and I are doing a
0: Universal, uh, office,
1: yeah, Universal Audio Office Hours tutorial on one of, one of the songs that's super funky, that's got a lot of the people, local people in it. We're going to be breaking it down kind of track by track and going through some stuff. So you can get a A little sneak. You can get a little snack if you want. A little snack, a little something to nibble on. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You feel me?
0: Dang, dude. It's that high quality delivery, too. Dude, it's going to be. Obviously, Universal Audio is going to probably sound amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's going to be crazy. So that's like, that's a. That's a big deal. I mean, it, honestly, dude. Yes, yeah. that's the. It's absolutely a huge deal. Yeah, when you tested me that uh, a couple of days ago. I was like, dude, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, I wonder how that's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be fun. It's just like. I'm so awkward, so I hope people enjoy watching that.
0: I nah, do. Nah, if you're awkward, I cannot tell. I mean, uh, I know we know each other, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: but you can't see me. This isn't your
0: podcast. This is very true, very true. You're happy. I'm, I'm going to start doing video next year, so you're lucky you came in this early. Uh-oh. uh But nah, dude. So what's the... Uh, you, obviously, you want to perform these live You know, yeah. at some point, so mm-hmm. maybe a live stream, possibly?
1: I mean, absolutely. I... I have started already thinking about and I kind of know some people that I definitely want to be in the band. Um, my resources and networking are growing so fast right now so I'm not really going to say anything for sure. But, <laughs> but I yes. will definitely perform some live stuff and want to. Um, and hopefully when that can happen it's going to be like Hopefully it will be
0: amazing. (laughs) It's gonna be phenomenal, dude. Yeah, you have a crazy backing. I was your talented before that, at least I thought. At least you know. And uh, person, um, trunk fuck though. That's what you call it. Trunk funk. Trunk funk. Trunk funk. I I should have said that before. Trunk funk.
1: Trunk funk. Yeah. Trunk funk is essentially that real funk. Not to knock on anything, but like I don't think real funk can be solely made in a computer. Right, and A lot of music nowadays has the sonics of funk, like the sounds, but they don't have that feel because it's made in a box. Right. Um, and also it just takes a lot of, you got to be really locked in. Um, so like Charlie is really good at bringing that out. And so the music that we make, we kind of are positioning it as trunk funk. Because there's some elements that are consistent that I'm not going to just, like, say out. You'll have to listen to it. But, like, it's a it's a vibe, yeah. It's kind of, like, it isn't just dance music, you know. It could be slow stuff. It's But it's that. It's, like, the same feeling you get when, like, a really hard beat hits and you, like, curl your face up like something stinks. Dude, I
0: was doing that the whole time today. Yeah, yeah, like,
1: it's like that, but it's not, it's not. It's like dance music that you could shake your butt to and could rattle your trunk.
0: Dude, I love that.
1: It's dirty. It's just
0: like raw,
1: ugly sleep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. Yeah, Yeah, that's going to be phenomenal. Everyone's going to love it, man. I hope so. For the area that we're in, we're in uh, uh, Greensboro, definitely going to be different. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm very excited about. Yeah,
1: and we got, and it's not all funk too, don't get it twisted like No, no, it's definitely not. We got, there's every element. I mean, my album I would definitely consider world soul.
0: Yes, well, love that. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's perfect. Oh, yeah, that's a perfect description. Yeah,
1: it's definitely world soul because there's elements of everything I've listened to from across the world really portrayed through my soul. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, shout out, to, shout out, to, uh, Darren. Hey, I almost called you Dante. Ain't gonna
1: lie. It's okay. I know that's a that's a um, <laughs> that's a bridge I'm gonna have to slowly cross with people.
0: It's all good, though. Darren with
1: the dot. Yeah,
0: with the dot.
1: I mean, I might bring Dante back at some point when I'm doing like you know a suited. Do a him. set. Yeah. Yeah. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't label this stuff, this solo work as Dante because my name. I was born Darren, and this is like i said the closest music to my heart that i've ever made so it's got to be yeah like, yeah you're getting a picture of me with this not dante <laughs> dante's <laughs> an electronic shit you know it's my vacation this, name. this is
0: a different different <laughs> shit i didn't prepare you to, prepare you for this but i'm curious as i was listening to you talk so what mm. producers or musicians are doing it right right now to you Doing it right. You're doing it right. Doing the this whole music writing, producing thing right in your eyes.
1: Man, there's so many. It's like so hard to go through. I mean, you got to give me like something to focus on. I would say like if you're talking interesting vocal stuff.
0: Okay, let's go with that.
1: Yeah, I really fuck with um, the production and like the level of vocal layering and how they do with uh, Zero Fatigue. Like... You know, like Raven Lynne and like Smiño and them. Like I like they they absolutely shout layering. to layering. I love I love how that creativity works there. Um, songwriting. I don't know how old this might be considered old to people, but I I really have been listening for some reason recently a lot to um, uh, unknown Mortal orchestras uh, yes. multi love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just a really good songs um i like um uh, what else have i been rocking to i feel like the love below never leaves my my circulation it's always something <laughs> some parts of it are always in there a little bit yeah,
0: absolutely that whole shit is yeah. just uh, banging hmm
1: I've been really Supreme. listening to uh Home Shake's uh Home Shake. Oh well like Homeshake, yes. Yeah. He has some sweet sim- sim- like simplicity to him. Yeah. And and honesty in his stuff and um Conan or no, Conan Moccasin.
0: I'm not sure who that is.
1: Just like weirdo, like I think he's Australian or something. He's strange, but I he's intriguing. Um and Mm. And then just like a bunch of records, like yeah. old stuff. Yeah, like old old stuff. But
0: that's insane. I love, there's a variety there. Yeah, it's kinda strange.
1: That. I listen to like like I told like like I said earlier, like there's a lot of songs that I'll listen to and just like zone out and kinda like actually, you know, reflect and feel and be present for. And then whenever I'm like actively like I'm gonna listen to music and I'm by myself, I usually try to find music I haven't heard. So Oddly enough, if I have a day where I've listened to a lot of music, 80% of it I probably didn't really like.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because it's not like you, that's hard. You know, finding music that you really like that isn't just like a, a track that is decent, you know, like I go through a lot of artists and a lot of music from artists because if I listen to something and I'm like, this is okay, if I don't not like it immediately, then I'll listen to more by that artist, and if I hear too many similarities, I'll keep going. Yeah. You know? So every once in a while, I'll find like an artist that I'm like, oh, this is this is really cool. Like, what is this? Um, yeah. But uh, I also, when I find those artists, they're usually really eclectic, and so I can go back and see them and visit them later. You know, like Tori uh I'moy. Yes, like I, a lot of his like commercial, like not commercial, but like the more outward stuff. I don't know what what for is a great album. I think it was done really well. I love the vocal stuff on New House.
0: Yes, oh, more good. You're killing me with that. I literally... Yeah. We'll talk more about this after we were done, but mm-hmm. dude, that New House, that song itself is one of the yeah. best songs he's ever done in his, oh, his yeah. whole career.
1: I am to make it off the jet play. Play. How that song is produced gives me chills. I love... I wished I want to meet that motherfucker so I can know exactly how that is done.
0: Dude, he is i mean and i know it's
1: probably like him and his producer and other people too but like right man he's creative i want i want to work with
0: that i would love to see i would i would love to see a world where you two working on music that would
1: be so crazy i mean it could be cool i I mean mean, i like because he's really unique i mean i love that he like the one of my favorite albums he released i don't even know if it's an album it's like i don't even know what it's called i think it's called samantha
0: Samantha is a well. Those are oh yeah. Same. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a bunch. It's, it's, yeah, it's a weird song name. Yeah, a bunch of dates, weird misses Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. one
1: of my favorite collections of his. Yeah, I, I like What If as an album. I wasn't honestly. I don't vibe as much with a lot of the earlier stuff.
0: Yeah, the more dancey type. Yeah,
1: I'm like less impressed by that stuff because I used reason. Like I could see and I, I hear some reason loops and shit in there. I don't care as much. But like, man, New House dude you know and fuck my whole shit up with that yeah
0: that oh it's called soul trash by the way oh yeah. no oh no, no it's called samantha My samantha yeah, 2015 samantha. yes i remember yeah. that yes there's some insane shout out to toro more yeah it. yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's like chaz bears now sometime mm-hmm. but dude yes i'm so happy you said that and new house i've there's yeah. a live version on soundcloud right now that is ridiculous
1: yeah that song beautifully done yes i mean of course i would love to work with gambino Oh, But to be real, I think I'd be more interested in working with him on, like, something visual. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I really enjoy his musical artistry. And I really don't even know how I would go about collabing with him in a way that would make sense to me. I don't even, like, I would see, like, if he had a good concept... And came to me i'd be like oh and i can get excited but like i can't even think this song would be dope with childish campino it's more like i should give this to childish campino let him make let this him. what it could be yeah. you know what i mean like so like i don't i would rather collab with him in like a movie or something stand up next to like get next to his friend like La- keith stanfield dude and be, he's like my doppelganger interesting
0: guy <laughs> oh yeah you kind of yeah little, i see that i Yo, see that
1: I, I don't think i actually look like him but i know when atlanta came out every person that i talked to on tinder said i you looked look like, like, like him. really yeah so i'm pretty sure he got me late <laughs> dude shout out to
0: him he's an interesting yeah. character yeah, for sure out. he's funny Dude, hell yeah, this has been great, man. And actually, I want to have you on again soon, hopefully closer to time when that uh, stuff's coming out to maybe sit with Charlie or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, we got to do it together. He's yeah. funny.
0: Yeah, he is very funny. Shout, out to him, shout uh, Quick shout out to him. I'll probably mention this to him if we do ever sit down. But my friend Jacob actually got me, he got tickets to the show. We had with Carter McClain. Nice. And someone dropped out last minute on him, so he wasn't... Uh, he offered him to me, and I went, and that's when I met him. I was like, "Dude, this guy is freaking awesome!" So yeah, he's super cool. Yeah, shout out to Charlie. Hope we have you have your own soon, bro. But dude, Darren, this has been incredible. Um, hope people yeah. hear the song. Obviously, November twelfth, we can hear a sneak uh, a sneak peek of something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but until then, is your other older music anywhere at all? Um, I
1: have like, I have two kind of electronic songs that I put up on the you know the playing platforms that you could check out yeah yeah, more so as a test just to see like what was up with that um i have a soundcloud with various things from the past but yeah to be honest all this new shit is is still very new and not out so the best way to get insight would be to follow my instagram
0: yes yeah
1: i know definitely plug like more darren plug it M O R E D A R O N more yes more Darren
0: <laughs> more Darrens yeah on, but, the, on up and up
1: yeah so I'm trying to like post like the crazy shit that's happening when it's appropriate and like you know give people kind of like a an insight on what I'm
0: doing yeah um, yeah yeah so Hell soon yeah, though soon it's coming it's coming yeah. um, and obviously people have questions about producing or music writing they can hit you up if. They, they want to right
1: yeah you could definitely hit me up I don't know what I'm gonna tell you besides just do it more probably do it more <laughs> do it more
0: consistency people
1: yeah you just gotta do shit and more it's all about the patterns that you it's all about the patterns that you
0: absolutely yeah heck yeah bro we gonna eat some of these chicken wings yeah
1: dude I've been smelling them this whole yeah, time yeah <laughs> we're both hungry as heck alright
0: bro we're out thank you for listening much love goodbye See